The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, hosting tonight, and I'm joined by Sue Timberlake. Hey there. And uh, John Roberts running the board. <coughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about the State of the Union and stuff like that, because uh, it's, it's certainly a, a big week for political discourse, and that's... Uh, you know, my wheelhouse anyways. Because, <laughs> you know, it's not like I'm good at actually doing some substantive things, but talking? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm there. I'm your boy. Is so, that what politics is? Having meetings, lunches, cookies? I'm, I, yeah, we got we to gotta forage for the, the brownies and the cookies, <laughs> yeah. right? You know? Uh, you got to run for office. E- each in season, yeah. <laughs> uh, as I forage more cookies, uh, it's getting harder and harder for me to run for anything. <laughs> So, um, before we get into that, I would just like to say that we love to hear from our listeners. And, uh, yeah, you can get in touch with us in a few different ways. So, uh, civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org is the email. At civilpoliticsfm is the Twitter. And facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio is our community there on Facebook. <coughs> we also have our own website, which is quite simply civilpoliticsradio.com. And that uh, has recordings of previous episodes of the show, links to things we talk about, some supplemental episodes. Uh, we recorded one of those just the other day, actually. So uh, oh, that's go right. check it out. Yeah, we were going over um, uh, the uh, terms of HR1, as I recall. Yeah, that'll be up soon. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. And uh, while we're doing things, uh, uh, John tries to post links, and you can check out the hashtag civil references to make it easier to follow along. So, uh, yeah, um, what'd you think of uh, the State of the Union? Was it a was it a good speech? Did you like it? I was distracted by all the the folks in white. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty impressive, actually, to see how many women were in the two houses of Congress now. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think um, there were some women that wore red, and there were some women that didn't wear anything that would differentiate them from the IBM blue suits that the men all wear. But yeah, the men wore all you know business suits. <laughs> whatever yeah. yeah so but interesting and it makes you realize how important it is to have different people in the in the houses the bicameral whatever it is we have <laughs> we have a bicameral legislative <laughs> legislative body yes yeah. <coughs> well uh so uh, that part was pretty surprising and they sh- and they show the crowd which they don't do when congress is in session they never turn the cameras towards the yeah. towards the audience so i like it when the state of the union because you can actually see who's there and follow follow along but and it was also a um, long speech yes yes he, <laughs> he he really just dragged it out hour and a half is that right yeah 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 it, it, too long considering what an uninspiring speaker he is and how little of real value he had to say but you know in my experience stating union has been between an hour and an hour and a half um is it yeah, I, I seem to remember them being shorter. I was going to say maybe when I was younger they were like a half an hour. But. They, I mean, there, there's, there's also the stand up sit down, uh, that that really extends the time. That's true. Um, but 
in late, like uh, lately, the past like oh Clinton, Bill Clinton would go on for days. Yeah, yeah. Clinton. <laughs> um, but the Barack Obama, I think his was like an hour fifteen. Um, like a couple of them, uh, I know Bush went. Bush's were were kind of shorter, but mm-hmm. they um they were all at least forty five minutes. But sure. they would. I remember them at least being an hour. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> part of it is, I guess, also uh, just just President Trump is like not just just not fun to listen to. You know, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, Barack Obama has a nice voice and he delivers a speech well. You know, Trump was just sort of Winston Churchill was amazing but yeah. you know well uh like the the one moment of of real interest actually came because of all those women in white when he started <laughs> talking about um you know job numbers are amazing job numbers are great and job numbers for people of color are great job yeah. numbers for latinos are great job numbers for women are great you know women are getting a lot of the new jobs my administration's creating <laughs> yeah. you know and all these all the women in congress quickly like, taking yeah, credit we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're yeah. clapping and whooping it up and he's like you weren't supposed to like that line you know i mean that was the one moment where he's sort of like working a crowd yeah you know he's 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 a good M, you know, master of ceremonies. You know, he'd be good at you know handling a dinner party kind of thing. You know, whatever. He's he's he he has that skill set. Yeah, it's you know totally inadequate to the job of being president, but different job. Yeah, yeah. But that that was fun. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that was, was the one moment everybody seemed genuinely. Yeah. You know, yeah had a, a genuine emotional response. It looked like you know, sort of like, oh my god, they're actually all. Everybody's happy together for a split second. Yeah. Well, and just the irony of like, yeah, see all those new women in Congress? They're <laughs> they're they're there because people hate you and what you're doing. <laughs> and he still feels responsible for it though. Yes. Well, <laughs> or credit. Let me put it this way, he wants to take credit for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that, it, it it it's fair to say that if it weren't for him this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. That that is true. Uh just not in any way that he's comfortable with. So, yeah. well, what did you? Uh, what what struck you besides the uh, the the literal optics of a whole bunch of women? In well, white? there were a lot of things that were sort of conciliatory, and I didn't I didn't mind so much. But then he went to the anti-choice stuff, uh-huh. and I just uh, it was like, okay, I'm going to get through this whole thing without being really mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yep. then, uh, Jamba, did you want to play a clip? Okay. So we'll let him do that, and then we can talk about what he said. Or assuming John has it, yeah, it, it was shocking, and especially in the, in the context of the uh, discussions or the, the the outcry that's happened because of laws recently passed in New York and Virginia uh, dealing with the access to late term abortions. Okay, go ahead. There could be no greater contrast to the beautiful image of a mother holding her infant child than the chilling displays our nation saw in recent days. Lawmakers in New York cheered with delight upon the passage of legislation that would allow a baby to be ripped from the mother's womb moments from birth. These are living, feeling, beautiful babies who will never get the chance to share their love and their dreams with the world. Yeah, that was, um, that, that whole bit, like, 
you know, I, I, this is a, a staple of anti-choice rhetoric. The whole like these beautiful babies moments before they're born, and just for some reason they want to abort the pregnancy. And it's like there's, I don't think there's anybody who. I mean, maybe there's one person out there who's like a stone sociopath or whatever. But like, there's, there's nobody who like goes through the whole process of like having of, of getting pregnant and getting to the point where they're in the third trimester, who's not like you know, doesn't want to have a child unless something has gone horribly wrong, you know, like, and I'm just shocked to hear that from him because he's, you know, he's been pro-choice most of his adult life. Yeah. And it's, it's just shocking to hear him say that. And then I loved what SCOTUS did, which, um, the Supreme court, what did they do yesterday? They voted a Roberts joined the liberal minority to make it five to four. Oh, for the, the Louisiana, yeah, the, the stay of, of yeah. yep to keep Louisiana's abortion clinics, actually women's health clinics, yeah. in business until it has a chance to make its way through the courts. So right, and which uh, which is which is good. Yeah, um, I don't think it. I I I don't know that it's a particularly optimistic sign because Judge Roberts has made it pretty clear he's he hates Roe v. Wade and would love to overturn it. But, but he I think wants he's also a, the court to be relevant he wants he doesn't want to have it go you know willy-nilly back and forth between things because it loses its um authority if it does that yes if it's it's basically just a matter of like who can pack the court right now yeah gets to have it their way versus having a real legacy and a real trajectory which is what um, the supreme court used to have people have to engage and if you're going to overturn just flatly overturn an earlier decision you got to have like some compelling reasons and 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 uh, grapple with that the same way that uh, uh, you know Brown v. Board of Education had to grapple with Plessy versus Ferguson yeah to say like yeah okay so they just got it wrong they were just racists and they were wrong and no because clearly separate but equal isn't actually equal it's it's just a recipe for hiding inequality and we can't abide that i just saw the um the um first run movie on the basis of sex about ruth bader ginsburg and her early career yeah it's really good if you get a chance to see it but it's very interesting because that's actually what they struggle with is that there's been so many decisions that said that you can discriminate on the basis of gender Mm -hmm. the ability of them to overturn it it took a guy being discriminated against he wasn't allowed to be a caregiver yeah and couldn't get reimbursed his taxes for it and you know picking that sort of when all these other cases had failed was brilliant actually yeah. mm-hmm. and you know it's interesting but how do you overturn precedent you know it it should be really hard to do in some ways and yet i'm sitting here thinking pro choice i hope it's not hard to <laughs> i hope it's not hard to do i mean i hope it is hard to overturn roe v wade uh, uh, it it really comes down to the supreme court uh the people who are on the court now have absolute authority to override the earlier decisions of the court, um, just the way Congress has a, has the right to, you know, they can pass a new law. Yeah, they, they as can, long as it's constitutional, they can. Right, exactly, yeah. and 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 then you know the Supreme Court gets to decide what's constitutional and yeah. so forth. So, you know, the 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 only real checks on on power are what ha- come out of people willing to stand up for themselves and butt heads. I mean. The, the, the genius of our institutional organization is it makes it easier for people to do that, but in the end, people still have to do that. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. So, so 
you know, so I was all thankful that Roberts did that yesterday. Yesterday, mm-hmm. what's today? Friday, Wednesday? I think he did it. Uh, yesterday. Yeah. He yesterday did. evening. Um, yeah. It's 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 certainly uh, it's it's a it's a triumph for proceduralism, which is one of the virtues. So of stare, stare decisis is the Latin for yeah. like respecting a standing decision. Yeah. It's one of the virtues of the Supreme Court, or it's like a virtue in the Supreme Court to be like. You know, uh, uh, there's like a hundred years of jurisprudence saying X, Y, and Z. So we're going to work within that in order to figure out what's going on next. We're not just sort of going to make up the whole new thing. Sort of better than the eat poop, 50,000 flies must be right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so tyranny of the majority versus some sort of legacy and well, progress. And we're getting off the State of the Union, but that's one of the reasons why um, people like Antonin Scalia drive people like me drove people like me absolutely nuts because you know it's just the rank hypocrisy of someone who talks about you know the original text and respecting you know like the original intent and decision and whatnot and then he comes out with something like you know the the dc versus heller gun rights case and it's like never in the previous jurisprudence from the founding of the nation up until that case had there been the idea that like the second amendment specifically grants you a right to have a gun that is untrammeled by anything else. You know, it's like this is in the context of a militia and, and, and self-defense. And yeah, states, you know, like like civic organizations, you know, like cities and states have a legitimate interest in making sure that dangerous firearms aren't just running around willy-nilly. Of course, that makes perfect sense. And, uh, you know, uh, D.C. versus Heller upended that because that was something that uh, it was an individual, right? Yeah. Well, Mr. Scalia thought was really important. And so, you know, his longstanding principles were happily chucked out the window, or at least the things he said were his principles, because it wasn't what he really wanted. So, and, and yeah, I mean, that's judicial activism, which is the thing conservatives always complain about. Which, which Supreme Court justice? It's not uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Somebody else used to go hunting with him. He he dragged her hunting. Was it Ruth Bader Ginsburg? I don't know. And vice versa, she dragged him to the opera a, or something. They shared an interest <laughs> in opera, I think. But. Yeah. Well, I think they both had to do, as a matter of courtesy, they did the other person's I, thing. I or have something. no idea. But yeah, but I thought that was very interesting. I, I I think Mr. Scalia went hunting with Dick Cheney on. Uh, uh, on well, that's a different. Yeah, this was one of the women on the court. I'm thinking it's. Um, it probably was RBG. Kagan. I was thinking it was Kagan. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it was uh, Elena Kagan. So, so oh, go ahead, John. He's going to correct Ruth me. Uh, Bader Ginsburg and Antonin Scalia were were super best friends, which is just amazing to me because he, he just seems like such a horrible person. Well, I think she respected his intellect, and he respected hers. Oh, and you can connect with someone on a on a personal level, and just especially like, when yeah. they can cite chapter and verse and give you a good fight back. I mean, that's sure. People are lonely when you don't have well, that. Well, and 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 uh, you know, I when I think of Antonin Scalia, I think of all the you know terrible decisions, you know, and attitudes he espoused. You know, his hatred, his virulent hatred of gay people, and his openness about it, and how he thought like you know the Obergefell decision was. A terrible idea because you know gay people don't deserve respect, you know that kind of thing. I don't think he quite put it that crassly, but you th- you're saying that was his intent. I that yeah. that was that's how he that's how he, he meant things. Yeah, I mean you know he didn't actually say gay people should be stoned, but you know he he's a very hardcore conservative Catholic, um, and uh, you know at the same time, you know he's still a person, so he can be charming and fun and nice and 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 
you know, have good relations with people, uh, you know, in a, in a one-on-one context. So anyway, uh, so what like I, the heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Some people are just friends. No, that's, that's true that the heart wants what the heart wants. That's, that's how you won me over back in that, that brainstorm all those years ago. <laughs> <laughs> what were you playing games together? Just yeah, we were in the Nick Sparks uh, uh, novel. It was weird. I don't know quite how that happened. <laughs> I played the Amy Adams role. <laughs> oh, genre. So, um, what else about the uh, State of the Union? I'm drawing a blank on like the the list of things that we thought were important to well, talk about. Well, you guys were um, sort of the, the the discrepancy between the economy and immigration. Oh, right. So he 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 does this whole racist scaremongering about immigration, and uh, there's a contrast. John, I know you have a clip queued up. So, uh, do you want to play that now, and we'll we'll bounce off of that? I'm not sure which which clip you have. There we go. are working now than at any time in the history of our country. 157 million people at work. So 157 million people at work is a really good number. And he's very proud of how the economy is continuing to do well since he took office you know it's it, at this point it's not just well you're you're carrying obama's water like things are continuing there yeah. are more people in the country now that's true too but the <laughs> but the unemployment rate as a percentage has also gone down yes it has um and there, there are certainly criticisms to be had which were just as valid under uh, barack obama about like yeah but these jobs aren't as good as the ones that uh, people lost and People are working more jobs, and 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 costs are going up. So so the actual value of their wages yeah. is, is less and less. Uh, the 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 wages for non, um, sorry, the wages for uh, non supervisory hourly workers has not risen that much. Um, in con- in contrast with like inflation and, and costs. Um, I mean he I don't I don't know what kind of metric that he was using. Um, when he was talking about wages going up or um, something like that, but <clears throat> did he? Did you just play the piece where he says what the, what the indicators of the economy? Are? No, just one hundred fifty-seven yeah. million people are are back to work. I took some notes. I just want to say this out loud: five million Americans off food stamps, hottest economy in the world, unemployment at the lowest rate in a half a century, Asian, African American, Hispanic. Unemployment is lowest level yep. ever mm-hmm. recorded. Americans with disabilities, all-time low. Uh, sure. It's not the lowest unemployment. It's not. And that's the problem with him is that he does make He's stuff a, up. He embellished oh, a lot time. of those yeah. numbers. Yeah. And he didn't give numbers in that, so you can't. Well, and, 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 he, and then when he does give numbers, they're not, they're not you know, reliable. Yeah, I mean. and then 157 million at, at work. And, right. You know, some of the numbers, I mean, they people do say the economy is doing better. It really is. Oh, yeah. Uh, part of the problem, as a, as a good lefty, part of the problem is that the, the, the rising tide isn't lifting all the boats equally. That's, that's part that's of the problem. That's why we have to get rid of the immigrants. 
Well, and that was... Um, is that his... I guess that's his Well, position, I, I guess, right? but <laughs> as, you know, he talked about how great uh, uh, the economy is and how more Americans are working than ever and whatnot. But uh, then... Oh, I just want to in- insert something. He also said, oh, the um, employ- unemployment for black and Hispanics are are at their lowest or something like that. They're still, Asians, too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, three. Basically, people of color, they're basically double the amount... Uh, the double, else. double the rate for white people. For yeah. white people, yep. just mm-hmm. you know, they're lower than they but were. It's also, eight yeah. percent. You yeah. know, so I'm just, which I'm is just where gonna... Massachusetts had all its extended benefits when the state was at eight percent unemployment. Yeah. So, but he also, like a little later on in the speech, he says, "No better issue de- demonstrates the uh, w- divide between the working class and the political class than illegal immigration." You know. Wealthy politicians and donors push for open borders while living their lives behind walls and gates and guards, you know, like Trump does. Um, But he says that working class Americans are left to pay the price of for mass illegal immigration, reduced jobs, lower wages. And it's like, okay, but use of benefits. Yeah. 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 And, 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 you know, increased crime, which is a lie and overburdened schools and hospitals. And that's, you know, depleted social safety. Like, like there's all kinds of benefits that, uh, non you know people who aren't here with documentation can't get and so forth so i mean there's the horror there's the usual racist lying involved in there which is you know he's particularly good at but has been like you know those are stock conservative stocking point talking points and have been for decades but just the if the economy's so great and more people are working than ever and whatever then clearly the unchecked illegal immigration that you feel say is a crisis that we need to deal with isn't actually a crisis i mean if things are so great what's the problem what what do we need to fix well you know? probably argue that it's his clampdown at the borders that's discouraging people right but it, oh, and so, immigration is down at the borders. well but so. it's been it's been trending down for a long time yeah. and and okay great if 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 what you're currently doing is so effective then there's no need to build a stupid wall with all the problems there. There's no need to spend more money. There's no need to send troops. There's no need to string concertina wire along the wall in Nogales, Texas, or, yeah, where they're like, hey, you know, take this down because this is this is just a hazard to our, you know, health, people's health and safety, and it's it's not in any way appropriate. You know, we're not a war, war zone. We don't have, like, a, a, a running conflict or anything like that. This, is, this isn't needed. Yeah. So... That's why they're they're planning to sue the federal government to take it down. So, there was a piece we didn't talk about before the show, but um, okay. I, it was a note I took, and I just realized something that happened today. Sure, fire it up. Uh, so, uh, he he was bragging that we're the number one producer of oil and gas and energy, and we're in, uh, and we're an energy exporter and exporter so now yep. for the first time, and they changed it not for the first time, but well, we were holding on in a, in a while. To, we were holding on to our own natural gas, uh-huh. and they changed it so they could export it. So instead of keeping yeah. it in the ground and keeping it for the U.S., they can basically, you know, liquefy the natural gas and, and ship export it, out. it yeah. which mm-hmm. is you know, there's a lot of issues in that. But anyway, the thing that I was going to tie it to is I happened to pick up that they've got a bill to um, outlaw OPEC. It's called NOPEC. It's a bill that's circulating in the Senate. A bill? How would the United States outlaw an international They, they make it illegal for them to price it. How, how does the U.S. enforce that? Well, it, it, th- there's some tricks and traps in it, but the fact that they're trying to do it in the Senate 
and it's it's just sort of an interesting thing that what they're saying is that you know they're you know colluding the countries are colluding together and therefore and it would actually go against Saudi Arabia which is Trump's best friend at the moment yeah. so well and one of the one of the the one of the things about you know classical hard school conservative economics that that is right because you know it's not like conservatives wrong about everything um one of the things that they're right about is like you know anti-competitive measures like cartels never last like they can work for a while but sooner or later somebody's going to be like well yeah but if i charge a bit more i can get more money and screw those guys what do i care about them yeah you know like like those 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 that those, the classic dynamic of supply and demand and what the market will bear. If you can control all of the supply, you, it can work. But if you can't. Right. Yeah. Like it can last for a while, especially if you get instances like, um, oh, like what was his name? Kalust Gulbenkian, who wound up like controlling like a huge chunk of the world's oil supply back in like the 1920s and 30s, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, thing we can fact check. You yeah, know, later on, because I'm, I'm pulling this out of my standard you know. oil of yeah, right. But <laughs> they were all doing it. Rockefeller. He, he, he's he's yeah. the guy who basically like uh, uh, oil tankers were like his big innovation. Oh, so yeah, and, you know, so this is like a while ago. So that was the squeeze point, right? Right. Yeah. So it's it's like so he could control a lot of that, and so he had a lot of influence over the price. And it's like yeah, that'll last for a while, yeah. but it's it's going to change. I mean, the same way like oh hey, right now, guess who gets to set the price of light bulbs? You know, General Electric, the company, the only company that makes light bulbs. Well, sure. But as soon as there's competition and whatnot, then... Yeah, know. competition breaks out. That's always good. Yeah. <laughs> Almost always, yeah. I mean, uh, there's probably instances where there, it's problematic, but... Yeah, because yeah. it drives down all the prices. Everybody goes out of business. I mean, right. that can yeah, happen, the, too. Yeah, the, the race to the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... that's. Hey, as I've mentioned, you know, I used to own a, 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 a comic book store. Oh, One of the right. reasons why... Distributor adventures. Well, distributor adventures, uh, uh, shrinking margins from the publishers and distributors, but also, you know, increasing people like, why buy this Captain America comic, you know, graphic novel from Modern Myths for $15 cover price when I can get it for Amazon for 10 You know, um, there are reasons, but... At the yeah. same time, a lot of people are just like, well, this is this is the... I know it's what I want. I don't have to go look at it. I can just buy it. Yeah. It's, right. And then suddenly the, there aren't a lot of comic book stores. And you're like, well, where would all those yeah. shops I like oh, to go? And, and see what's coming or what's new you know, or what and, I haven't seen And why before. does Amazon no longer offer those deals? Because you can't <laughs> get it anywhere else now. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, and that'll, of the course... The ruthlessness of business. Yes. Um, anyway, that we're again sort of straying off of the the, the State of the Union, but I, I swear it was actually a good, uh, you know, <laughs> digression in that case. So what was the, the what was the third thing? Oh, um, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, yeah, oh, right. yeah. I I have to say I enjoyed that. <laughs> you have more than once, and and I've often written you for this, but yeah. I I understand what you mean, and this is a great example of it, and I agree with you. Because it was deniable, what she did, but, but it's a it was great effective. use of power. Yeah, it was a perfect use. It mocked him. Yeah. Yeah, and there's nothing he can really... Yeah, abs- She was clapping at him. Absolutely. <laughs> she was clapping and smiling. That's... But, yes. Like your grandmother would when you were, you know, I'm, you know, I'm so impressed. Yeah. No, that was... I am impressed. I was... I was... <laughs> I was impressed with her like like she I I she's not like I understand she's she's 
dubious about the idea of Medicare for all and, you know, the the Green New Deal proposal. Oh, I that didn't know that. AOC, yeah. Yeah, I haven't been following her. Uh, well, her. that's that's the chatter. I don't yeah. think she's come out and said, like, no, I will stop Medicare <laughs> for all. But supposedly, like, staffers have been assuring people from insurance companies, like, nah, we're not going to push that. Yeah. And it's like, well, we'll see how that goes. But regardless... Even though I, you know, I, I, I want things to be more left wing than they are. Uh, she's she's a great war, you know, wartime senatorial commander, you know, for this this conflict. She's she's a doing a great job, and certainly uh, far better at a lot of the stuff than the president. The so. titanium geranium. <laughs> That's guess, a uh, great nickname. Nancy Pelosi was interviewed by People, um, and. Uh, people magazine yes okay people are saying there were humans involved um, in this conversation well, i wanted to say uh <laughs> she said it wasn't sarcastic uh look look at what i was applauding i wanted to, him to, sh- to know that it was very welcomed um it was all the economy stuff wasn't yeah it? yeah exactly uh and Pulsey's applause of trump came after he called for the rejection of the politics of re- revenge, resistance, and retribution. Yeah. He also asked lawmakers to embrace the boundless potential of cooperation, compromise, and the common good. However, <laughs> coming from him, Trump doesn't understand. However, <laughs> yeah. Um, Christine her daughter. Pelosi. Yeah. Daughter? Yeah, yes. daughter. Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't hear this bit. Yeah. yeah Christine <laughs> Pelosi uh, put out a tweet um, saying, Oh, yes, that clap took me back to, to the teen years. She knows. <laughs> And she knows that you know, and frankly, she's disappointed that you thought this would work. <laughs> but here's a clap. <laughs> Hashtag you tried it. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, excellent, excellent is right. So it was, it was, it was long, but it was a good show to watch. We're gonna. I'm breaking a little bit with our with our sourcing because that the most information I could get was from a HuffPo. Uh, um, article, yeah. uh, so I'm going to post that. But usually we do, we we don't use uh, Huffington Post. Yeah. So yeah, so that was all um, uh, worth watching. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how in, how worth watching it was, but it was sort of interesting political theater, and it. Uh, I, I think. I think it was a uh, uh, a wonderful uh, sort of demonstration of sort of. The, the the just why Donald Trump is so endlessly frustrating because you know he'll 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 talk about how we've got to have reconciliation and compromise and like he does none of those things you know he's all about revenge he doesn't you know he's perfectly willing to tell lies and and be a horrible are, bigot are we going to talk about the inquirer and bezos we don't have that on our list tonight i don't think right no uh, we'll get to that next week probably maybe i i, <laughs> I i'm not sure <laughs> I'm not sure how how it connects to politics exactly. That revenge, and, revenge, and yeah, uh, but I, I mean, like, so we the national over the, we can tell yeah. you when you're older. No, no, yeah, exa- <laughs> no. I'm aware of the story, but yeah, like, yeah. you know, the the National Enquirer supposedly has like personal naked pics of Jeff Bezos. Okay, and, so so whatever. Let's, uh, I mean, let's, who cares? Let's <laughs> just run through it really quick. Uh, right. The National Enquirer uh, had somehow re- um, got uh, text messages and uh, Pictures, lewd, lewd photos of, of Jeff Bezos with his with the person he was having an affair with. They were trying to blackmail him into backing off of certain things and then and in the Washington Post. In the Washington Post. Which he owned. He was in the, they were also trying to get him to back 
off of um, different uh, statements about about Trump and things like that. It is it. Oh, that yeah. does connect to politics. Yeah, yeah. and he was investigating how they got the pictures because they think it might have been a governmental agency, right? And right? He or was, something. He was supposed yeah. to say that he didn't that he wanted to back off that legislation. That's what or that investigation. That's what they wanted him to say. So there is an investigation. AMI or American Media Inc is is involved in it. He they wanted him to say no, it's cool. But since this has come out, he went totally ballistic. Yeah, he on went that. on medium of all places <laughs> and just um, went off on them. the nuclear option. <laughs> the thing about that is they have an immunity agreement uh, in the in this investigation. From the Mueller investigation, yeah, yeah. And if and but that oh, is right contingent over the on catch and kill story that they did on one of his girlfriends. Well, I, it's contingent on them not committing other crimes. Exactly. <laughs> it's also it's also a thing worth remembering about a, an immunity deal is it's like so we'll grant you immunity. Tell us what you know about Nixon's dirty <laughs> deeds, and you're like okay. But if we've got an independent source that had nothing to do with what you told us, you know, we've got like by the way, here's videotape of you, you know, yeah. running. <laughs> running guns on Nixon's behalf to the whoever like that, you know, that we can go after you for that. Yeah. We can prosecute you for Cause that had nothing to do with you telling us things that we promised not to use. So good for Jeff Bezos. Cause he really has come right out after them. And so yeah. Okay. And that, but that, it's the revenge. that does sound political. Yeah. It's yeah. the revenge. You know, it's the, rev- sorry. I, in that immunity deal might th- actually be completely broken with that. So they might be able to get prosecuted for the, for the campaign finance problem. Cause yeah. they, the, the actual investigation is with them paying hush money to one of Donald Trump's affairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so, actually they bought her story and then didn't publish. Yeah. That, yeah. That, which yeah. is effectively hush money. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's we should take for. a short break and then come back and we can talk about, hey, want to talk about uh, the House Oversight Ethics hearings? Yeah, sounds like <laughs> a plan. See somehow a transition. How about Virginia guys? <laughs> we can talk about that too. Uh, anyway, um, we're going to take a short break here on civil politics. So we're going to play some PSAs, promos, station IDs, and then we'll be back with more... Uh, well, of Sue's making sense and me saying whatever comes into my head. <laughs> Stop making sense. <laughs> God help us. Um, help us lose our minds. So that's, uh, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Thank you. For the best in electro, new wave, funk, and dance, tune into Subculture Friday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Listen from your computer, iPad, or phone by tuning into valleyfreeradio.org. Subculture Friday nights here on WXOJ. Hi, I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! You're listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM in Northampton, Massachusetts. Today, community broadcasting is more important than ever. Corporate interests affect what music we hear on commercial radio, and real news and opinion take a backseat to ratings and profits. Valley Free Radio is owned by its members, operated by volunteers. It's programming created by your friends and neighbors, and it's wholly supported by the community. Please consider going to www.valleyfreeradio.org donate to support free speech in the Pioneer Valley. Thank you so much. This is Ruthie from Pedal People with a public service announcement. If you frequent downtown Northampton or Florence and you pass by the recycling and trash bins on the street, the public ones, I'm here to let you know that cups are not recyclable. No plastic cups, no paper cups, no styrofoam cups, no clear cups, red cups, blue cups, yellow cups, no insulated cups. Because if you put cups in the recycling bin, it means either I pick them out or someone at the sorting facility picks them out. 
in Springfield, or it contaminates the whole load too much that the whole load is considered trash. Or if you can just bring your own cup all together and not have disposable cups, that'd be even better. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your cooperation. Hi, my name's Leo, and I use he, him, his pronouns. Hi, my name's AJ, and I use they, them, theirs pronouns. Did you know that sex is your biology and gender is how you identify? You can't assume someone's gender. Based on their clothes. Based on their hair. Based on their voice. Who they hang out with. Who they're attracted to. My gender isn't your business. Ask me my pronouns! Brought to you by the PVPA Student Group for Gender, Sexuality, and Diversity. Press start to continue. Video game remixes, nerdcore, hip-hop, and chiptunes from across the internet. Tune in every Monday night from 9 to 11 on Valley Through Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM. And check out Facebook.com slash start to continue for links to show notes, random game news, and podcasts of previous episodes. Press start to continue. All under needs to know. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow still, and I'm here with uh, Sue Timberlake and John Roberts, and we've been talking about the State of the Union. I, I think we kind of kind of <laughs> ran that into the ground a bit there. Yeah, the government is not shut down in 10 days. We'll find out if it shuts down again. But so, yeah, <laughs> but supposedly it won't be shut down. But right now there's a lull, so we'll <laughs> talk yeah. about other things for the... For for a minute, right? While we yeah. while we have the chance, I mailed my taxes today. Yes. And I asked my accountant. I said, "Do I hold on to them and see what happens? Because I don't want to send them into an office that's that's just going to go in a pile. And six months from now, they'll find my taxes. Yeah. Or do I just go ahead and do it? And he said, "Just mail them." <laughs> There's no point. Send them in. Yeah. Send them in. Yeah. I d- we did ours, and yeah. it was it was pretty quick. Yeah. It yeah. was a quick turnaround. So yeah, send them in now. Because it's is it next Friday? <laughs> so, when is the ten days up? Uh, uh, next Friday. Yeah. Is it next Friday? The fifteenth. Yep. Yeah. So send s- anybody who has taxes, send them in, <laughs> and they're done. Send them in right now. Well, there's money. Well, <laughs> one while there's money. Two, uh, while people are you know working. So, uh, but if we sent ours in electronically, we don't have like a ton of stuff like that that you probably do. But um, yeah. it was it was a really quick turnaround. Oh, so. Good. Yeah, I was like, we need to send them in immediately. <laughs> yeah, I was getting all of our paperwork, like, and we need to do this. <laughs> By yeah. the way, I just want to uh, mention quickly something. Uh, uh, sometime in the past month, I don't remember which show it was exactly, but we were talking about the effects of the shutdown <clears throat> and and filing taxes and whatnot. And I said something that was wrong, and I recently came across like, oh, I was wrong, and I didn't correct Paris you. Well, what? I, well, you weren't <laughs> sure, and I was like, no, I think you. Basically, it was um, uh, like, when can you file your taxes? And in point of fact, there is a point, uh, like a like they a, open the door. They <laughs> open the door. Like there is a like you can f- try and send your taxes in before the IRS is ready. So like, tax filing season, I guess, started at the beginning of this month. Yeah, and I think it's because they finalized something. I don't know what it is they finalize. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but apparently, yeah. like, you can send your, you you know, you do have to wait to actually send your taxes in b- until they're ready. So, yeah. uh, so I was thing, wrong about that. One thing it might be is because uh, businesses and and organizations are required to send you the your your paperwork from their place 
uh, by the 31st. Oh, ab- ab- yeah. absolutely. So um, that that's probably why. So Absolutely. But suppose you're, you know, if you're self-employed and it's like, this is all my money and this is my thing. And I, here's account the form. does it on the 3rd you know, of January. Yeah, and you've, you're ready to go on January 5th. Well, you still aren't, aren't allowed to send it in yet because they're not ready for it. It's just, yeah. you know, it's fine. But it's just one of those things. So good, uh, good that it's corrected. I I thought there was. I thought you had to wait for something, but you know, I talked to a lot of accountants. You were right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure, but you know, I talked to so many accountants. It's like no, the worst tax season hasn't started yet. <laughs> hmm. So, yeah. so um, yeah, I I I I guess you didn't have a chance to actually uh, uh, listen to the the clip uh, that I, I sent you. But, yeah, um, AOC. I did not, and my friends, a lot of friends, had told me about what happened with uh, uh, Alexandra Casio Cortez. Yeah. So, and she, can you describe the the style of it? Because I, the way I heard it was that she sort of asked open questions that became rhetorical because they were telling her. I forget what committee she was in front of. It's the House Oversight Committee, and they're discussing. Uh, they're holding hearings on HR one. The oh, bill that, the ethics changes. Yes, the it. bill that you and I both yeah. we talked about. We did a supplemental episode about that. will be yeah. up on our website soon that we both quite liked. And oh, we're going to oh, play a... Got a clip? One, I would assume. That's right. Thank you very much. Let's play a lightning round game. I'm going to be the bad guy, which I'm sure half the room would agree with anyway. And, um, and I want to get away with as much bad things as possible, ideally to enrich myself and advance my interest, even if that means putting, uh, putting my interests ahead of the American people. I have enlisted all of you as my co-conspirators, so you're gonna help me legally get away with all of this. So, Mrs. Hobart Flynn, I want to run. If I wanna run a campaign that is entirely funded by corporate political action committees, is is there anything that legally prevents me from doing that? No. Okay, so there's nothing stopping me from being entirely funded by corporate PACs, say from the fossil fuel industry, the healthcare industry, big pharma, I'm entirely 100% lobbyist PAC uh, funded. Okay, so let's say I'm a really, really bad guy. And let's see, I have... Right, and she goes on from there. But, like, she she lays it out in that kind of... Just so you know, that was from uh, a tweet from Now This. I will be posting that out. Uh, they sometimes post uh, videos on I've on heard Twitter. it's great. Yeah, it sounded pretty good, and, that piece. And, that and that you I can heard. find it on YouTube as well, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's sort of like when Stephen Colbert created a super PAC exactly. and then kept showing that they were in the same room discussing things. And they said, that's exactly. legal as long as oh, it's yeah. not. Well, f- <laughs> well, you know, political action committees aren't allowed to coordinate with campaigns. But like as they... they the same person. Right. Well, but so they, he did this thing where it's like, you know, he'd handed it over like John Stewart was running the PAC and Colbert was pretending to like, you know, I'm running for president of the United States of South Carolina. Um, and... Uh, so John Stewart was like talking about like how oh we could buy some do some media buys you know pr- promoting you know running this commercial in in uh you know in such and such a town and you know it's like we were thinking of running the ad in Charleston and Stephen Colbert goes I cannot coordinate with you in any way well, what about in this media market I I cannot communicate coordinate with you in any way 
it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, it's like I'll take and, that as a yes. And they have a, they and they have a campaign finance law expert right there saying yeah. like, yeah, that was all legal. Yeah, as long as you didn't do this, that was a yeah, yeah. So this is supposed to be quite the recording. So I have to listen to it when I go home. But uh-huh. it, I've heard that it's really quite spectacular, as in it right and exposes and, all the hypocrisy. Well, and she goes on to say like, what are the you know. Uh, how many constraints are there and what the president of the United States can do? And it's like, well, actually less, less because there are ethics rules that you have to observe as a member of the House and you can be sanctioned by other members of the House. But like there's, you know, there's nothing stopping the president from doing some of this stuff. So, you know, and that actually is one of the one of the, the scandals. It's like so. Except for the emoluments clause, which nobody knows what to do with. Right. That. Well, I, I firmly believe I, I my personal opinion based on, on the, the evidence and the way the he's views behaving. And opinions. Is that, <laughs> yes, views and opinions. We did that disclaimer. Um, is that, yes, indeed, the, the, the president is uh, basically a Russian agent. Like, that's, I just, I just think that just seems to be the case. But even if I'm wrong, and that's fine, you know, like, I'm human, I can be wrong. <laughs> he's, like, he, there doesn't have to be Russian foreign, you know, Vladimir Putin influence you know, if the petroleum industry can basically like just be buying a candidate, or you know, and the 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 NRA and so forth, or I mean, dark money that you don't know where it came from. Sure, you know, some the you know the Koch brothers or whatever. Well, and part of the we were talking about Jeff Bezos before, but part mm-hmm. of the pressure was um, something about uh, Saudi Arabia and in the Inquirer and yeah. sort of the relationships there, and it's like, uh oh, <laughs> yeah, uh oh. So we'll see. Thank God for Mueller. Yeah, and the, uh, so there were other. The, the whole hearing is is quite interesting, and there are other uh, Congress people. Ayanna Presley, our Massachusetts own, uh, uh, is about ten she minutes. Dorchester, I forget what her. Uh, uh, I forget which Boston, district, but yeah, up Boston. in that uh, out east, you know. <laughs> out east, listen east, to you. East of Worcester, you know, it's all a blur. <laughs> you were an Andover guy. What are you? You talking? mean the, ga- the Grand Duchy of Boston? Yes, <laughs> versus indeed. the Free Republic of Western Massachusetts. Indeed. I thought it was the People's Republic of Western Mass. Is it? Either one. <laughs> yeah. Better. Better. <laughs> better. That's, yeah. a, you know, better. The the Republic of Valley Stan. Look at the influence we have, though, with Jim McGovern and um, uh, Neil, Richie Neal. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of interesting that the two congressmen, one's running ways and means and the other's the rules, I think. Well, Have I the, got that right? I think you I know, got that right. You know, Senator Rosenberg from Amherst was the head of the speaker of the the. Boston, yeah, yeah. The, but this uh, is in D.C., so little old Western Mass oh. is in the, you know, in the in the federal, in charge of those really powerful committees in in Washington. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Well, uh, is Richie Neal the one who's subpoenaing taxes, or is that that's somebody else? I think. I, I don't remember who who that yeah. is. I mean, he, I think he's on that committee, but he's not uh, the head of it. Adam Schiff is the head of that committee. So yeah, so so uh, the 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 various. House committees controlled by the Democrats are laying the groundwork to subpoena the president's taxes. And actually, they're revisiting some of the hearings that the Republicans held that they never followed up. Exactly. They weren't allowed to follow up and ask questions and, uh, uh, you know, threaten subpoenas and contempt of Congress if people refuse to answer. Uh, And the the Democrats are being very uh, methodical about it. Uh, There's an article in Slate with just. That laid out like how the uh, the attorney, uh, acting attorney general, Mr. Whitaker, was oh, testifying yeah. before the, the today. house today. And so, like two weeks ago, the 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 head of the committee uh, wrote to him and said, "Like, okay, so are you going to come, or do we have to subpoena you? You're going to come, okay? Uh, 
are you going to like we want to ask you about these five things are you going to you know like plan to uh exercise uh or invoke executive privilege you know we need to know about that you know so like just tell us if you're going to do that because we don't want to have like some kind of like you know dog and pony show when you're here or whatever you know we're not trying to blindside you we're interested in this you know consult with the white house and find out about whether or not you want to invoke executive privilege and he did actually today a couple things right well uh, you know but they asked him to like in advance like say hey if there's something you want to like say is it covered by executive privilege you know let us know and he didn't so oh and he was he told them their time was up did you hear that yeah 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 (laughs) Uh, well you know he's not long for this world i don't think i mean long for this job like (laughs) he's the committee chair and you're saying like hey your time is up and it's like you know (laughs) i'll run this committee that's not how that works i'll run this meeting (laughs) this is you know he why does he care he's getting replaced soon yeah right so and, and he's only there to carry the president. Exactly. Water, so. Well, you know, um, you guys have a he's little... He's trying out for a job probably with Trump, and like Trump probably yeah. loved that. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I know you guys don't like the use of the word thug because it means something different to you, but in my olden days, Whitaker's a thug. Oh, yeah. You know, he's just the, he's just the tough guy that, you know, won't answer any questions. In, in, and in the, the, before <laughs> it became just racially coded yeah. as like, you know, like a, like a closet way of... of, yeah. of you know, calling out, uh, yeah. insulting black people. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, like a, a punk. We would call him a, a punk. M- uh, a mook. Yeah. You know? I don't a recognize henchman, that term. A creature, whatever. So. I say a hole. Yes. <laughs> okay. And, and that is actually something we can say on the air here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, um,. I was uh, also just I've I've become a huge fan of of uh, Representative Ocasio Cortez. She's fun to watch. She is. She's well. She's she's really smart and she's really good at 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 connecting ideas for people and making things accessible. Um, you know, uh, I I I was I've been impressed with her. You know, in ways that have nothing to do with man. She's good looking. You know, like that's you know first thing i noticed about her the first time i saw her was like her appearance because that's the first thing you see but set that aside she's i like i like the thing she's pushing uh the uh you know the green new deal she and uh our other senator ed markey came oh out. markey right he's the other guy yeah, yeah and like that's you know it's it's by no means complete and it's not you know gonna pass right away somebody else but had it's, that it's, it's five pushing. years ago yeah um, the but Green New Deal. Whose was it? It I was another remember. female congressperson. Somebody had. Yeah, it's been on the table before. Maxine Waters, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Who, well, I have to look back I'm, and see. I'm. It's. Th- oh, it's, uh, was it Barbara <laughs> Lee, uh, the woman who voted against uh, going into you know the Patriot Act and going to war in Iraq? I don't know, but somebody had a few? green a Green New Deal. I don't remember. Um, but it, in any maybe event, it was Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Could be, but she wasn't in Congress five years ago. No, she was in the s- state house. I mean, so, Secretary of State. So, uh, uh, no, no, twenty fourteen, he was John Kerry. Um, sorry, I five was a loose term. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm just saying, you know, there's some. This is not a yeah, new, a few years you, ago. Yeah, but it, it, in any event, it um, didn't go too far. But uh, I, I like where she's she's uh, pushing. Uh, sort of our political discourse she's I, using the platform that she's gotten through the happenstance of like you know getting you know like she she won that primary so like she hit the news cycle when like we were looking for that kind of story but there weren't other people to talk about yet 
And then, you know, she knew how to like, how to run with the press coverage and so forth. It, it just, you know, like she's, she's, she's one of those, I think going to become one of those like iconic three initial politicians that America hasn't seen in a while. I think it's important to remember that she is, um, she was born in 1989. Yeah, she's 29. Yeah. Uh, the, there, there's a reason for that. She is of the generation who um, has grown up with the internet, uh, understands memes completely because yeah. it is integrated into the way that she communicates. Yeah. No matter what, no matter what anybody says, and so she knows how to communicate in today's language. Yeah. Uh, if because she is able to communicate, especially online and especially in in short bites like sound not not just sound bites but getting the something repeatable that getting carries. repeatable or or just uh just putting forth her ideas in such in in packages that people can digest instead mm-hmm. of a long-winded speech she has this 5 minute thing on on uh on the oversight committee that can be shared and can be whatever so Look this at the is, friends that are calling me. I'm a Republican to tell me about it. So, yeah, exactly. You know. uh, it's other Republicans calling you? No, Democrats. Oh, but, okay. you know, friends who say, oh, look at this. This is, and they're older. You know, yeah. they're not folks yeah. that are your age. So it's not just being, so it, um, it got through it, pierced mm-hmm. the demo. It's not just being entertaining. It's being, uh, it's being media. It, this is a, a new kind of media savvy that yes. uh, many politicians just don't have. Sort of like JFK on TV. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and you know, she was running a a class on how to use Twitter for the for representatives. Like this is this is the type of thing again that new people in new Congress <laughs> can do. It, it's also um, it takes a, it takes uh, it takes a certain kind of smart uh, to be able to say like you know what. I want to boil this down. So if we do this little like play acting thing where it's like, yeah. hey, so can I do that? Yes, you can do that. Okay, well, since I can do that, how can I do this other thing? <laughs> yes, you can do that. Wow, that's corrupt, isn't it? <laughs> you yeah, know, really? like that's that's very basic. And again, it's it's a gift like Stephen Colbert has yeah. as well. To point so. out, it's uh, sarcasm and yeah. yeah. Um, just a quick note. I think I remember who had the Green Deal. It was Nancy Pelosi and Newt Gingrich, and they were sitting on a couch. They did a commercial oh, on climate change. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now they, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and yeah. that was a while ago. So anyway, I'll yes. have to look it up for next yeah. time. But that's that's what that was the deal. That, that was that the, was back when Gingrich thought his meal ticket might involve a uh, a uh, 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 fighting climate change rather than denying it. So you know, right? Exactly. How times change. Well, you know, where's your bread buttered? That's the side you go with. So anyway, uh, we do need to wrap up. Uh, so any last words about the no, State of the Union? No. Okay. I think we did pretty yeah. well. And we didn't even <laughs> talk about like the... Blackface is always wrong. Yes. We didn't talk about the horrible mess in Virginia. But blackface is always wrong. It is. Just it is. And Black, assaulting women's yeah, always I was wrong. just going to say, blackface and sexual assault, it's always wrong. And one of them's like a really serious crime, and yeah. the other one's a crime against society, but I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. One, is, one will get you actual jail time. <laughs> so, um, Coming up next, we've got uh, some good shows. Uh, P- Subculture, uh, featuring a lot of the kind of music that I like. Table of Contents uh, at 10 o'clock. Uh, OK Asia at midnight with uh, encore presentations of Jama Bass with DJ Fife and Darkwave 
taking you into the wee small hours of the morning. Um, a podcast of the show, you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, uh, uh, I don't know, probably one of the Infinity Stones. Uh, anywhere you can get a podcast. Replace Monday at 4. And we do have an encore presentation Mondays at 4 still, so listen to us live again. <laughs> <laughs> and streaming. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that's going to do it for civil politics tonight. Uh, 40, ha- 40 days till spring? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> if you have any questions, we do love to hear from you. You know, so civil politics radio at valleyfreeradio.org. Shoot us an email uh, at civilpoliticsfm, whatever. Let us know because uh, we definitely want to address the things that you, our listeners, are interested in. Okay, so that's going to do it for tonight. Thanks for listening. Good night. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, please visit www.planetside.pro. And thank you for listening.